Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Millennial Catholic. I'm your host, Andrew Miller, and uh, across the table from me, once again, is Father Scott. Indeed. Drinking some whiskey. Yes. So. What kind of whiskey is this? It's just Jim Beam. Okay. Yeah. Tennessee? Nothing, yeah. Ooh. Nothing, nothing crazy. I like that. Um, so. Go on. The year is 2021. Oh, I like that year. The month is October. Oh, yes. I like this. And... The little children are getting ready for Halloween. Can they be ready for Halloween? Yes, they're getting ready for Halloween. And yes. then over the announcement of the massive PA system comes... And they, they, they crucified Columbus for Native American Day. Of course. <laughs> Very good. Whatever makes you happy. Yes, continue. Over the PA system around the county, the countess says that we are going back into lockdown and nobody's mm. allowed to leave mm-hmm. their houses. Yes. Because... Ooga, ooga. Yes. Die, die. What happens to the church after it was shut down once? We have no God but the Countess. Obey the Countess. And we flee into our homes. And the, and the, and the, and the priests go into their rectories and they weep and they gnash their teeth. And they hide behind the lattice work and the stained glass windows, sipping their whiskey and thinking to themselves, Oh, the poor laity, look at them out there, weeping and gnashing their teeth. Can the church afford to shut down again? <laughs> I don't think they can. Uh, oh boy. Yes, she not, could. Not in terms of financially. Yeah. Depends what you mean by the church. Uh, I mean the church in the United States. Well, it'd be Mostly very, very in like, the Northeast region. Uh, some dioceses have substantial sums in savings to which they... It'd be, it'd be very interesting. Uh, this is, a, you know, in terms of how would the... Uh, financially, what would happen? I'm not uh, let, me, I, let me let me play. Okay, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Uh, here's the financial the, the financial things that would happen. Um, what would have to happen is some churches would have to fire staff, uh, and they would have to really reduce the number of employees. Some churches, some parishes would have to close, and then other priests would have to live in other uh, churches. So th- the big thing that would become a problem would be. How do you afford these priests and their health care? Uh, that would be the probably biggest thing. And I, I, we were thinking about this in the first uh, go around of this pandemic. I was talking to other priests and we're like, what other jobs could we do for a living to support ourselves once the church completely collapses? And this, we had some pretty fun discussions over whiskey about uh, what we might be able to do. You could become I, I, a teacher again. That- well, well, a teacher, yeah, we thought about that. It was like, well, we would get jobs in the Catholic schools and go on their payroll in order to be able to uh, to survive. I, what I might do, uh, this is a little dream of mine, so everybody can hear that, is um, start a nursing home slash monastery. So you'd have all these elderly Catholics uh, in a nursing home. You'd have some priests there. They'd meet at the chapel. You'd maybe perhaps dine with the, with the nursing home people. But, but, but when you say would the church survive, the church would survive. Parishes would close. Um, priests would have to change the way they live. And maybe even if it got bad enough, the way they work. Uh, but the, the church would survive. What about spiritually, though? The lay people specifically i i actually i actually think well the first the first go around the pandemic i'm i'm actually surprised how how much we've recovered i i thought we were going to be so much worse off this time last year well 
Yeah, this time last year, I, I thought I, I was debating all these questions this time last year. Um, I, I think spiritually, well, right now we're we're still at about seventy five percent. I'd say probably fifty percent of normal uh, attendance that we used to have. So it would be we will continue to atrophy and lose people. Um, spiritually survive. I, I question what that means. Uh, I think. Actually, if we were in this situation again, um, uh, it would be interesting to see how we would react. I was listening to another podcast, which you should never do, listeners out there in the podcast <laughs> world. And, and they said, this one guy said, um, they were talking about the traditional Latin mass, and they were upset because it was being um, uh, curtailed. And, but this one guy said, this older guy who's been a big traditional Latin mass proponent for years said, yeah, but... Think of the difference when this pandemic came. We had priests who went out into the parking lots. And I went, oh. Uh, but, but the point is, is we would find a way. We would find a way. Um, eternal life finds a way, as they said in Jurassic Park. So uh, even if we were howling, howling and barking in the wilderness, <laughs> we would find a way. So uh, like our podcast dog. So, so I, I actually am not too, I, I, if we did have to shut down again, the people who are in it to win it would come back as they already have. Yes. I actually don't think we would see any difference in terms of who is still dedicated. Um, I also don't think the only way we would shut down is if they shut down all the other businesses as well, which I don't see. I don't, I don't foresee happening. So I guess my biggest concern is there are a lot of people that were upset that the Bishop didn't publicly try to, Keep churches open. Correct. Maybe behind the scenes he was talking to Correct. people. But from a lay person's perspective, he just let it happen and let it go and say, this is fine. It's a moral obligation that we need to stay shut down because of XYZ. Mm -hmm. I thought the opposite, that it should be a moral obligation that we should stay open so people have a place that they can go and counter Jesus. Mm-hmm. My fear mm. is that if that happens again and the bishop doesn't publicly come out and try to fight this, saying that the churches should remain open, that people will be more upset, again, at the people that are in charge of the institution and they will no longer want to support the institution. Oh, I think a lot of people are already there. Not wanting to support the institution. I mean, I don't want to support the institution. There you go. There you but go. Mm -hmm. It's going to come to a point where... Let the anger go. Let it flow through you. I'm already a Sith, so it's fine. Oh, very good. Um, there's going to become a point that supporting the institution even means showing up to church. Oh, you mean like um, not money? Not, not money, just, just not even going to go anymore. That could be. That could be. We do have uh, someone on our side who will help us through all of this, though. Jesus. Jesus. Exactly right. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it'll, it'll be, if there is the shutdown, here's, here'll be the more interesting question. Will there be a clamor for the laity, from the laity to keep the church open? That's what's really interesting. So um, I mean... I never thought we should have shut down in the beginning with. Correct. You heard me for correct weeks specifying that we should never have shut down. Mm -hmm. 
Because, again, where do you go to encounter Jesus? Mm-hmm. True. No, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's a big problem. So I don't know. I don't think it means the doom of the church if we were to shut down again. Uh, I, think, I think she'll just continue. Um, if anything, I actually have more hope for the church now than I did pre-COVID. Why is that? Uh, because uh, the problem was pre-COVID, people came to mass, but how do I put this? They came out of the obligation sense. Correct, correct. Not for correct. the willingness to find Jesus. Correct. Uh, there was a lot of reasons people were going to mass other than to encounter God. There still are, actually. And I'm, I'm, I'm finding that remarkable. And, and a lot of people are returning just because they want to get back to some sense of normalcy. But the way going forward is, is people are going to learn how to pray uh, as Catholics or they will cease to be Catholics. And that's good because the, the cultural Catholicism is not transmissible to people. Because the, the young millennial children will look at their parents and they'll say, well, you guys are just neurotic and afraid to go to hell. Does this religion bring you any joy? I, I, how does this affect your prayer life? How does this affect your interior life? And like, well, we just got to go so you don't go to hell. And the kids are going to say, well, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I need something more authentic. And that's not a bad impulse. Um, I'm also seeing uh, heathens coming to mass because they're like, we need something more. The world has gone crazy. So I'm actually seeing a lot of people who were never interested in religion, like just this person I met this afternoon, um, desiring to begin exploring a relationship with God. And that, that's kind of interesting. Suffering and persecution and plagues uh, can bring about a renewed focus on the transcendent because the world is going to hell in a handbasket. Well, then you got to find another handbasket. But I like my handbasket. They used to. I mean, I like my handbasket. Well, you're in the right handbasket because you're going to heaven. But a lot of Hopefully. people, a lot of people were in uh, a, a handbasket that was going to hell, and this pandemic woke them up. I think I thought it was going to, and I had such hope, I had such hope until the summer of 2020 when the George Floyd thing happened. Uh, and and what, what's very interesting in the culture now is the secularists are looking for a new religion. Uh, because they they know they can't go to Christianity and to Jesus. Uh, so they're trying to make up their own religion with their own uh, Latin words uh, or pronouns, as the case may be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we would call this religion wokeism because it is how do we, what what are the, the, the puritanical uh, social mores that we make the people jump through these hoops using the right language and the right lingo and everything has to be properly correct. Um, and, and they're coming up with all this kind of craziness, uh, but they, they enforce it with a, with, a, with a fervor that would make the Spanish Inquisition blush. And so I find this very interesting. Nobody ever respects the Spanish Inquisition. Yes, especially when they're woke. <laughs> <laughs> Do we, as lay people, have, I hate using this word, obligation mm. to try to bring... These people that are in this one handbasket to our handbasket? No, no. This is very interesting, what you're bringing up now. is uh, Someone came up to me, it was a knight of Columbus, and he says, Father, we need to go out and evangelize people. And I thought to myself, no, 
don't. Don't evangelize. And this sounds very controversial, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, I think the way forward, when, when, a, when a culture that was Christian starts to go screwy and completely off the rails, the institutions that hold that up are actually not parishes. Uh, it's monasteries where a renewed fervor for the sacred can take place. So I actually think the way forward is first and foremost, not to evangelize. So this is very uh, spicy meatball, but is for people of good faith to get together and to edify each other first. Jesus didn't start out saying, hey, everybody, I know you don't know what the religion is about, but go and evangelize everybody. He waited. He trained him over three years. Uh, and then he, he, he sent the Holy Spirit so that they could go out and evangelize. You don't want to just jump into this whole thing without developing that relationship with Jesus. So I, I see it a lot today. A lot of people are trying to evangelize who don't have a relationship with Jesus. And then what ends up happening is they're not evangelizing. They're like uh, political campaigners. Hey, sign up for Jesus. Did you vote for Jesus this year? Are you going to vote for Jesus? And they're like, well, I'll, 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 uh, that, that's weird. Why are you doing it like that? And so the, the, the key is it, it should be much more organic, this kind of growth. It should be, uh, you know, uh, we really like our Catholic faith and we like our parish and we like practicing our faith and you might like it too. I was just, again, talking to this, um, this communist woman uh, or woman from a communist country. She she was like, what drew me to uh, this was I just met these monks and I met these good people and they had something good that I want. Uh, and I can't put my finger on it, but there's a sense of peace that they have. And, and if we're not a church that has that sense of peace, but are a bunch of neurotic weirdos, um, then no one's going to, then then it doesn't matter if you evangelize because once they come through that doors of the church and they, they're like, gosh, these people are, are this is so strange. It's never, it's never going to kind of take off. So, so the key is to, to growth, I think, in this period of time, is a, a sweet and just purgation, which, was, which has begun with the pandemic. But I actually think Jesus is just warming up. So, Mr. Property Man. Yes. What do you see that is next then? Huh. There, there has you know, obviously there is this purgation, as you say. Yes. If this is just him warming up. What is next? Is he well, coming? We had, we had 10 plagues before Pharaoh let his people go. How many plagues will we have before the countess grants us our freedom to worship in the wilderness? Who knows? I don't know. I, I don't know what that would be. Um, in the Bible, we have these stories of this sort of thing happening. But they closed the churches back in the time of King Henry VIII. Um, so who knows? I don't know how this, I don't know how this plays out. I really don't know how this plays out. Um, my prediction would be this uh, for you guys playing uh, prophecy at home uh, would be the the next thing would be economic collapse. Well, that's coming. Just a matter of time. It's called inflation. Yes. And, but then growing. once that occurs, then people get really crazy. And then do we do we move towards fascism or do we move towards uh, um uh, kind of a, a different form of authoritarian uh, totalitarianism of some kind, something along the lines of China. I don't know. Uh, but but when things get crazy economically, that's when people will really start to go kind of screwy. Back in, in this country in the uh, 30s when we had the Great Depression, you, had a, you still had a strong faith element 
that realized, oh, I guess human beings are made in the image and likeness of God, and we should try to help them out. Uh, and there was that kind of ethos. Um, uh, that ethos has been, in some, in some cases, it's still there. But in a lot of other cases, it's, it's kind of lost. Uh, it would be very interesting to see. I do not know how this will progress at that juncture. But I, my, my next feeling is um, when I see how messed up the culture is and how, how difficult it is to evangelize in this particular environment. Like when I was talking in my last podcast, I was talking about the, my um, tattooed and multicolored haired friend. Uh, uh, I said, if we're not a people who knows how to turn off the targeting computer and communicate in an interior life, uh, even think that such a thing is a thing to do or is possible. How do you begin even to have some sort of religious renewal? Um, the, it, it, we're all stormtroopers now. We're all in the Death Star. How do you how do you how do you evangelize to a stormtrooper? Well, is this a stormtrooper or is this a clone? Ooh, ooh. I don't know, because aren't, aren't the Stormtroopers clones? I mean, according to the new trilogy, they're not. Okay. Right? Oh, that's right, because of Finn. Yeah, I don't... Because of there's, there's such a brainwashing now that trusts the Empire. The Empire knows all things. Uh, tune in to what the Empire is saying next time. And uh, they got to take off the helmet. They got to turn off the smartphone. And I don't... Uh, uh, so if, if I'm one of the angelic creatures who's been off the coast of... Um, of uh, Virginia or California recently, uh, flying around with my, you know, my uh, unidentified aerial phenomena out there right now in 16 Yes. Yes. Then, then that's where I, I drop the EMP and um, we, we, we start from scratch. Father Scott has gone completely off the conspiratorial, conspiratorial deep end just to keep people apprised. Yes. But I, I, I mean, Jesus has to, I, I'm kind of looking at this going, Jesus, you have to do something. And, and actually to get back to your, what, would, what will happen if they close the churches again? Yes. Um, that's exactly what happened in the days of Moses. Uh, let us worship. No, you can't gather for worship. You cannot keep the Sabbath holy. Well, guess what? Now God is going to go crazy. Here's some frogs. Here's some locusts. Here's some blood in your water. And uh, now what are you going to do about that? Think about it. Let my people go. Yeah, let my people go. So that could happen. Um this will be very interesting. Uh, but I, I get the sense we're just in the eye of the hurricane so far, and we're about to hit the other side. Um, remember when I was talking like a crazy man back in 2019 with like October of 2019 about Our Lady of Akita and all yes. that stuff? Yes. I think this is just kind of a prelude to... Because if you're Jesus, I was, I've been thinking about this a lot. Jesus, what do you do? What do you do? I, I, it's, it's almost impossible to get through to people now. They're so uh, ideologically possessed... I don't see any, I don't see any way out of this. And all he tells me in my prayer is be patient, be patient. Change is coming. But being patient is so hard because, because you look at all the, the, the change that's happened over the past couple of years and how quickly it's just arisen. Yes. How fast it's just like a tsunami, right? Like it just kind (laughs) of, Like, you feel like, okay, it's kind of weird. The water's trickling back, and next thing you know, there's this giant wave <laughs> towering six stories high, and you're standing on the beach watching it and going, that looks like trouble. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's, it's, uh, 
I mean, a lot of people are nervous because culturally the, the, the society is becoming more in hell as it, more on earth as it is in hell as opposed to on earth as it is in heaven. Totally agree. Um, but, but I, I, I do not believe that Jesus will allow this to continue much longer. That's just a gut feeling. I mean, it's not going to be pretty how he fixes it, though. That's the only problem. Lots of wrath. So what you're lots saying is I should, go to, I should go back to confession here shortly. Well, yeah, you should always go to confession. You should always be prepared. But I, I got a sense because this is such a global phenomenon, the solution will be global. Um, and I don't know what I, I trust that Jesus is not going to let us twist in the wind here. I, I got a feeling it's hard for me to put my finger on what exactly that's going to be. But um, it could be a whole religious revival and everybody just kind of wakes up one day and says, this is absolutely insane and tr- decides to turn in a different direction. Um, or it's Armageddon. Armageddon sounds fun. It could be uh, for a time, but uh, I think it'd actually be kind of be kind of crazy. I don't know. I don't know how this would. Uh, I do not know. But, I, you know, I've having parishioners coming up to me saying, Father, is this the end of the world? Is this the end of the world? And I go, I do not know, but uh, it, is a, it is an extraordinarily, I mean, in terms of the society, I, I've never seen people so divorced from truth in the history of my existence. And I look over the course of history, there have been times when societies have gone crazy. Usually they're pre-Christian societies, but this is on a level that... Uh, we, we, we have become so unnatural that I, I, I wonder if, if Jesus came and, and he, he, he evangelized to those who were still had a respect for nature and the natural. This is a people who wants to become transhuman, wants to be trans. I would, I, I would actually trans nature really beyond nature, not in conformity with nature or congruent with nature or in harmony with nature. But, but completely beyond it, into something strange. And uh, I wonder what that, I, I, if I'm Jesus, again, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what, uh, what's on the future, but I, I remember when the pandemic first hit, I was like, we needed this. We needed a wake-up call. But if people don't wake up to this first shot across the bow, I think, I think Jesus has to do, Jesus has to reload. 